I'm Sarah. Hello, I'm Bobby. And welcome to this early spring edition of our podcast. We are the makers and creators behind Seasons of the Wild, and together we share a love for nature, food, crafts, and bringing people together to experience the magic of the wild. This edition of our membership features something for every wildling from Ostara and Earth Day celebrations, tree tapping and how to process the sap to syrup, the cone of power and the magic within it, homemade rosemary hair tonic and its benefits, the Mad March hair and tails of the adder, more moon gardening and planting advice, bird nesting spirals and which nesting materials to include traditional fire lighting and this time we're looking at the bow drill some of our favorite wild garlic recipes there's just so many to choose from hot cross buns that spring equinox favorite and rhubarb cake to enjoy in an early spring afternoon moon rituals and what is happening in the night sky and we share our irish wild atlantic way adventures in the nomads tramps and wild camp section and we introduce Ali Bell, aka Pal, one earth connected lady and a lover of all things spiritual and natural. So, Sarah, what has been your favourite thing to include in this early spring membership edition? Well, I've absolutely loved including the wild garlic. I've pretty much gone to town on lots of different wild garlic recipes because I just couldn't wait for it to arrive and then it arrived and then, yeah, loved it. So um, I've really enjoyed including the wild garlic recipes um, and the homemade treat yourself natural things. So like the rosemary hair oil, the dandelion flower oil, the dandelion vinegar. And there's also a nettle hair tonic recipe in there as well. Um, because I love all things natural and I love using that on my skin and hair. Um, and even in all my makeup, I always use natural stuff. Um, so I've really enjoyed including some recipes of that because that, that's my thing that I, I proper love. Um, and reading the answers that Pal has written um, to our questions as well because um, we know her very well, but we got to know her even more reading the question, the answers. She's amazing. So, oh, so, so many strings to her bow as well. She's so, so creative. Many. Yeah. And there's just, oh, there's so much goodness in there. There's a few little lines. I just, I just pocketed them away because I need to hear them again in the future. Yeah. Um, it's full, packed full of just goodness. Such an amazing singer and yeah. such a good like look view on life and the way she sort of interprets stuff into her creativity i love it and how she just spends her days as well yeah she just lives think, good i want to spend my day like that yeah. too now <laughs> ali we're in our review we are bobby tell me what has been your favorite thing to include in this edition Adders and the changelings. Uh, adders because I got to research and look into the folklore and the stories associated with adders, which haven't really uh, looked in, in much detail before, such as the adders dance and the adders stone. And the changelings, although it's a tragic story, it was kind of nice to visit places where my family have, have grown up and some families still live there. And also look at the... Um, the V and the Knock Me Down Mountains and a wild camp spot in the woods there where there's a famous story of Petticoat Luce, which is a witch who lives in the Bay La and drags people to their doom in the depths of the lake. 
Um, so really, those two things to me stand out definitely for this uh, for this edition, this early spring edition. Bobby, do you have any advice for the members who would like to have a go at making our bird nesting spirals? Maybe um, where best to get their willow and what nesting material they can um, include in them. So it's an adaption from our fatball bird feeders, which we usually make in autumn. And now we've sort of, we've tweaked it a little bit and now we're helping the birds uh, build their nests, which I just think is a really nice token. The fact that you can do something to sort of give these birdies uh, a bit of luxury while they're bringing up the young. So you can go out and you can forage for your uh, materials. We like to call them whips, which is just basically uh, a twig, if you like, or a shoot that bends well once you sort of uh, start bending it basically and uh, it works well when they're green and they've still got water in or you can buy willow from suppliers which comes dried and then you re-soak it but to capture nature i like to go out and and do it and, and get stuff from the park such as osseo willow which is uh has sort of long thin leaves glossy dark brown with silver hairs underneath uh, you can use dogwood, which you'll know if you've walked took walks in the winter, you'll see the red and the yellow in the hedges. Or you could even use rose if you strip off the fawns. You can rose bends really well as well. And basically, you just need a handful, maybe two handfuls uh, of these whips, and away you go. You can start making these, and you can make them. You can make them out in the field as well, because you can use the ground as your template. Uh, and and don't worry if it snaps when you are weaving it because you can just replace it uh, and then once you've weaved it following our instructions there in the workshop you can then put a bit of string on it hang it in a tree where near where your birds maybe feed or in somewhere in that proximity and you can start putting animal or your own hair when you've had a haircut cotton wool string just all these lovely luscious um materials that you, you i mean i just like the imagery of, of putting some nice cotton and, and wool in there and the birds you know nesting down in it so you just pop that in there hang it up in the tree and you'll watch you'll see the birds coming and taking it and going off to their nest Bobby, it's been a while in the pipeline, but we have an exciting new addition coming to the shop. Would you like to introduce them? I'd love to. So it's our Creatures of the Night Lanterns. And for this celebration of spring, the Spring Equinox and Ostara, it's hares and our hair lantern. Uh, because they're one of our favourite folklore stories, and that is that they were once thought to carry the light and lanterns of the Goddess of Dawn. And I thought, what a perfect time to launch our Creatures of the Night Lanterns uh, then with the hair. So they will be available soon as kits that you can you can make at home. Or we will actually be making them and you can buy them as they are if you just haven't got the time and the patience to make them for yourself, which is understandable. So we can send them out already made. All you need to do is uh, switch them on and they'll, they will glow beautifully in the corner of a room, on a shelf. You could even... Uh, we might even do some outdoor ones, which is we'll use some waterproof PVA to make them and you can put them in the garden. Um, so, yeah, very excited about these. We've also got a hedgehog, a bat, a fox, a fox. <laughs> to name some of the other characters that we've got in our fleet of Creatures of the Night. And we've, we've always wanted to do these because Sarah's um, 
dad, who's um, a Morris man, used to lead a lantern parade through the tours in the peaks. Yeah, in new mills. Bang and the drum. Bang the drum and and lead hundreds of people through the tours, which is an amazing place in new mills. And it kind of, the idea for doing the lantern kind of came from there. And we've incorporated them in, in our events before, but we've never had our own design. So we've got eight, which we're super proud of. And um, we'll hopefully be taking them on a lantern parade as well. <laughs> we did we did hope to do one at the Festival of Witchcraft, the Magical Lantern Parade, but it didn't happen. So next time when we get, we get going with the lantern parade, we're going to be all creatures of the night up. <laughs> The one through the tours the first time we took part, there's a um, a theme every year. Um, and the first year we did it together, the theme was f- uh, food. So for some reason, we decided to make a giant onion. Giant onion? So yeah, why not? <laughs> we made it because you have classes that you can go to in the weekends before. So we made it in one of the classes. But then it was so big that it wouldn't fit in our car to go home. So we had to bring <laughs> Dad to come and pick us up for in giant his car. Onion. So the onion had fit in his car. <laughs> and then we had to put it in his car on the night of the parade as well. It was a good looking onion. It was a good looking onion. It was really hard to walk around with, though, because they put actual, not just fairy lights, they put candles in him. <laughs> so we had this giant onion on a stick that we were walking with around with. In. With a candle. <laughs> and so many people around. So it's really hard not to knock him on the head. <laughs> So we've moved on to Creatures of the Night now. <laughs> we've, we've given up food lanterns and we're now on to Creatures of the Night. slightly smaller. Which we love because, I mean, I'm out on year surveying them and they're such wonderful things. And we, we we do donate a lot of money to charities, wildlife charities and stuff. And it's a great way of celebrating our local, uh, and, and some of them are native, uh, wildlife with beacons of light, things that you can carry through the streets and, and sort of and give that, that little token of like... Uh, togetherness with the natural world around you. So we've got another announcement as well as our wonderful Creatures of the Night Lanterns. We also now have a a Natter space on our membership page uh, where we can all chat to each other. You can chat amongst yourselves. We can post pictures up. You can do the same if you're cooking the recipes or maybe any adventures, walks you've been on. We'd love to see it and, and hear your... Uh, adventures and, and so to inspire us so if wherever wherever you are we can go on them as well and basically anything all things seasonal because we just love it tell yeah. us what you're getting up to what you're seeing where yeah. you're going we love um, it please please feel free to share any recipes as well or any creations or tips that you have um just for us all to smile over yeah. And create a little community on there. Folklore, fables, tales, stories. We absolutely, I'm, I'm a big, I absolutely love hearing uh, different stuff like that. So it, it'd be nice to, if you've got anything in your area, because obviously that's local and I probably wouldn't be able to find it or read about it where I am. So folklore stories, I'd absolutely love to hear as well. And um, recommendations for books and documentaries or films or yeah. TV programmes. Podcasts. We love a recommendation. Loving podcasts at the moment as well. Earth Day is coming up and we feel it is super important that we celebrate this day, even though we should really find time each day to celebrate the Earth. (laughs) So this year, Earth Day, which is the 22nd of April, uh, we are encouraging our members to plant a tree, 
adopt a hedgehog which you can do on the wildlife trust website or uh, go on a litter pick on your favorite walking trail so we thought this would be an excellent time to tell you about our tree grove that we are planting in the scottish highlands yeah so we're super excited to set this up because we want to be a project that puts na nature first. We didn't want to be doing something whereby we're kind of doing it nature-based things. It's all in nature and we're just profiting and, and sticking it all in our pocket. So from, from the get-go, um, we've always wanted to put nature first. We've, we've donated to different wildlife charities in particular, but we also wanted to make a difference to the landscape as well, which is when we uh, sort of, we didn't stumble across, but we knew about a place up in Scotland or an outfit called Trees for Life up in Scotland. And um, they're really big into rewilding and, and, and bringing back the Caledonian forest, which is such a magical place. Um, and what and would have been a magical place when it was it was full of trees, but there's there's like hardly any of them left and only small uh, pockets of them. So Trees for Life are trying to replant this back to um, a decent size. It will never be as big as it used to be, but a, a big forest, a Caledonian forest. So we decided to go with them and we wanted to plant a tree for each of our guests and each of our members as just a little, a little token really up there. And it's such a special place as well. And um, they will never get chopped down. They will be planted and we've got our, a special a section so we can go and visit if we want a season of the wild we'll definitely grove, go visit. our own little grove of trees and a little sacred grove certainly for us and yeah and the work we do at seasons of the wild will hopefully uh will, will create a difference so big thank you to you lot for supporting us yeah. which enables us to um gift to the trees and uh we will also we can include the link for the hedgehog on our member yeah. space as well. Oh, we, we, we've already done that. Oh, right, okay, it's already there. Because <laughs> the hedgehogs are big and in, in, like they're really, the numbers are, are dwindling and they're definitely, out of all our wonderful creatures of the night, are probably the ones that need our help the most. You can most. actually adopt quite a few animals on their website, like bats and beavers. Um, beaver is a really good one as well, but they're a little bit more expensive than a hedgehog. Um, <laughs> but hedgehogs certainly need our help um, and they should definitely get it. Yeah. And uh, I know adopting and, and, and things, it, it can it can seem like, oh, is it actually going to help them, etc. But there are some really good charities, which and obviously the one we've included, that when you do donate and, and adopt one, the money will go to helping mm -hmm. the rescues and helping the care of these animals when they do come in. Because you do get it when they, they kind of wake up early and they're sort of found wandering around looking for food and stuff. So they do need someone to care for them, to get them through whatever they're going through, and that does cost money. And this year for Christmas, um, our nephews who are uh, four and five, we adopted a bat and a hedgehog. A bat and a hedgehog. Well. And they got a little, because you, you can say if you want to, uh, if it's adopted, an adoption for a child and they got a, a little a tiny little toy of each it was one. a bat for bertie and a hug for henry yeah and they absolutely love yeah. them they're so the proper proud that they've got these a, um uh, little adopted animals it's such a lovely gift and like kids love it as well mm. they love it it's so good
thank you for listening to this early spring edition of our podcast. We would love to hear what you've been up to on the new Natterspace area of the membership. And if you happen to see us out in the wild, make sure you say hello. Hello. Hello.